Chapter Ten, on being an inspired messenger. Experiences as God's messenger recounted. For half a century, I have been the Lord's messenger, and as long as my life shall last, I shall continue to bear the messages that God gives me for His people. I take no glory to myself. In my youth, the Lord made me His messenger to communicate to His people testimonies of encouragement. Warning and reproof. For sixty years, I have been in communication with heavenly messengers, and have been constantly learning in reference to divine things, and in reference to the way in which God is constantly working to bring souls from the error of their ways to the light, in God's light. Many souls have been helped because they have believed that the messages given me were sent in mercy to the erring. When I have seen those who needed a different phase of Christian experience, I have told them so for their present and eternal good. And so long as the Lord spares my life, I will do my work faithfully, whether or not men and women shall hear and receive and obey. My work is clearly given me to do, and I shall receive grace in being obedient. I love God. I love Jesus Christ, the Son of God. And I feel an intense interest in every soul who claims to be a child of God. I am determined to be a faithful steward so long as the Lord shall spare my life. I will not fail nor be discouraged. But for months my soul has been passing through intense agony on account of those who receive the sophistries of Satan and are communicating the same to others, making every conceivable interpretation in various ways. To destroy confidence in the gospel message for this last generation, and in the special work which God has given me to do. Editor's note: This is a reference to pantheistic teachings. I know that the Lord has given me this work, and I have no excuse to make for what I have done. In my experience, I am constantly receiving evidence of the sustaining, miracle-working power of God upon my body and soul. Which I have dedicated to the Lord, I am not my own. I have been bought with a price, and I have such assurance of the Lord's working in my behalf that I must acknowledge His abundant grace. Why should I complain? So many times has the Lord raised me up from sickness, so wonderfully has He sustained me that I can never doubt. I have so many unmistakable evidences of His special blessings that I could not possibly doubt. He gives me freedom to speak His truth before large numbers of people. Not only when I am standing before large congregations is special help bestowed upon me, but when I am using my pen, wonderful representations are given me of past, present, and future. Letter eighty-six, nineteen o six. Given tongue and utterance. Of all the precious assurances God has given me regarding my work. None has been more precious to me than this, that He would give me tongue and utterance wherever I should go. In places where there was the greatest opposition, every tongue was silenced. I have spoken the plain message to our own people and to the multitude, and my words have been accepted as coming from the Lord. Letter eighty-four, nineteen o nine. Ellen G. White message consistent through the years. The meeting on Sunday afternoon was attended by many of the citizens of Battle Creek. 
they paid the best of attention. At this meeting I had opportunity to state decidedly that my views have not changed. The blessing of the Lord rested upon many of those who heard the word spoken. I said, You may be anxious to know what Mrs. White believes. You have heard her speak many times. She has the same service to do for the Master that she had when she addressed the people of Battle Creek years ago. She receives lessons from the same instructor. The directions given are, Write the messages that I give you, that the people may have them. These messages have been written as God has given them to me. Letter 39, 1905. E.G. White's Confidence in the Divine Source of Her Revelations What a battle I am obliged to fight! My brethren seem to judge me as taking positions that are not necessary. They do not see that God in His own wisdom has made revelations to me which cannot successfully be contradicted or disputed. Nothing can rub out that which has been presented to me and imprinted on the tablets of my soul. All the oppositions or gainsaying to make my testimony of none effect only compels from me by the urgency of the Spirit of God a more decided repetition and to stand on the light revealed with all the force of the strength God has given me. Manuscript 25, 1890 Meet the Danger Positively Satan will continue to bring in his erroneous theories and to claim that his sentiments are true. Seducing spirits are at work. I am to meet the danger positively, denying the right of anyone to use my writings to serve the devil's purpose to allure and deceive the people of God. Editor's Note Advocates of pantheistic teachings used E.G. White's writings to bolster their erroneous views. God has spared my life that I may present the testimonies given me to vindicate that which God vindicates, and to denounce every vestige of Satan's sophistry. One thing will follow another in spiritual sophistry to deceive, if possible, the very elect. Manuscript 126, 1905 Unmoved by Opposition The greatest tirade may be made against me, but it will not change in the least my mission or my work. We have had this to meet again and again. The Lord gave me the message when I was only seventeen years old. The message the Lord has given me to bear has been a straight line from light to light, upward and onward from truth to advanced truth. Manuscript 29, 1897 No Claim to the Title Prophetess during the discourse at Battle Creek, October 2, 1904, I said that I did not claim to be a prophetess. Some were surprised at this statement, and as much as being said in regard to it, I will make an explanation. Others have called me a prophetess, but I have never assumed that title. I have not felt that it was my duty thus to designate myself. Those who boldly assume that they are prophets in this our day are often a reproach to the cause of Christ. My work includes much more than this name signifies. I regard myself as a messenger, entrusted by the Lord with messages for His people. Letter 55, 1905, in Selected Messages, Book 1, pages 35 and 36. 
the work of a prophet, and more. I am now instructed that I am not to be hindered in my work by those who engage in suppositions regarding its nature, whose minds are struggling with so many intricate problems connected with the supposed work of a prophet. My commission embraces the work of a prophet, but it does not end there. It embraces much more than the minds of those who have been sowing the seeds of unbelief can comprehend. Letter 244, 1906 Addressed to Elders of the Battle Creek Church See Selected Messages, Book 1, pages 34 to 36 No Self-Vindication My heart feels very sad that brethren J and K have taken the position which they have. You may inquire, what effect does this have upon you? Sorrow only, sorrow of soul, but peace and perfect rest and trust in Jesus. To vindicate myself, my position, or my mission, I would not utter ten words. I would not seek to give evidence of my work. By their fruits ye shall know them. Matthew 7, 20. Letter 14, 1897. Leaving Consequences with God I am sometimes greatly burdened in the night season. I rise from my bed and walk the room, praying to the Lord to help me bear the burden and say nothing to make the people believe that the message he has given me is truth. When I can lay this burden on the Lord, I am free indeed. I enjoy a peace that I cannot express. I feel lifted up as if born by the everlasting arms, and peace and joy fill my soul. I am again and again reminded that I am not to try to clear away the confusion and contradiction of faith and feeling and unbelief that is expressed. I am not to be depressed, but am to speak the words of the Lord with authority, and then leave with Him all the consequences. I am instructed by the great physician to speak the word that the Lord gives me, whether men will hear or whether they will forbear. I am told that I have nothing to do with the consequences, that God, even the Lord Jehovah, will keep me in perfect peace if I will rest in His love and do the work He has given me. Letter 146, 1902 Will not confess the sins known only to those involved. Your brethren, or many of them, do not know that which you yourself and the Lord know. I have determined that I will not confess the sins of those who profess to believe the truth, but leave these things for them to confess. Letter 113, 1893. E.G. White benefited by the message given. I long to speak to large congregations, knowing that the message is not of myself, but that which the Lord impresses upon my mind to utter. I am never left alone when I stand before the people with a message. When before the people there seems to be presented before me the most precious things of the gospel, and I participate in the gospel message and feed upon the word as much as any of the hearers. The sermons do me good, for I have new representations every time I open my lips to speak to the people. I can never doubt my mission, for I am a participant in the privileges and am nourished and vivified, knowing that I am called unto the grace of Christ. Every time I set forth the truth to the people and call their attention to eternal life which Christ has made possible for us to obtain, 
I am as much benefited as they with most gracious discoveries of the grace and love and the power of God in behalf of his people in justification and reconciliation with God. Manuscript 174, 1903. The Privilege of Being God's Messenger I am very thankful that the Lord has given me the privilege of being his messenger to communicate precious truth to others. Letter 80, 1911. After Ellen White's death, E.G. White's writings to continue to witness. I am to trace this testimony on paper that should I fall asleep in Jesus, the witness to the truth might still be born. Letter 116, 1905. To speak to the end. Abundant light has been given to our people in these last days. Whether or not my life is spared, my writings will constantly speak, and their work will go forward as long as time shall last. My writings are kept on file in the office, and even though I should not live, these words that have been given to me by the Lord will still have life and will speak to the people. Letter 371, 1907, published in Selected Messages, Book 1, page 55. Messages to be of greater force after prophet's death. Physically, I have always been as a broken vessel, and yet in my old age the Lord continues to move upon me by His Holy Spirit to write the most important books that have ever come before the churches and the world. The Lord is evidencing what He can do through weak vessels. The life that He spares I will use to His glory. And when He may see fit to let me rest, His messages shall be of even more vital force than when the frail instrumentality through whom they were delivered was living. Manuscript 122, 1903.